Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Neon Knights FM. I am your host, Michael DeLeon. Joining me today, we have Ash. Yo, what's up, guys? Next, the Peach Pie Enthusiast, Vash. Hello, hello. And last but not least, we have Supreme, Primordial, God, Ultra, Mega, Super Master, Big Daddy. Also, a Belle Delphine Legion of Simps, JB. Yo, what's up, my simps and non-simps out there? All right, just... Hopping right into it, uh, we're here today to actually talk about a work that was adapted by Amazon and follows the source material to a to actually a respectful degree. So you automatically know we're not talking about Rings of Power. So <laughs> we're here to talk about the show starring a Alan Richson as well as um, Willa Fitzgerald, right? If I'm not mistaken, of um, MTV Scream fame. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's where I knew her from. All right. Yeah, she was from MTV. Uh, I'm glad that didn't like kill her career <laughs> because that that show was that show was something. Okay, uh, we're here to talk about Reacher, um, particularly the first season of Reacher, which was adapted from Lee Child's book, The Killing Floor, which is um, the first novel featuring Reacher, if I'm not mistaken, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it's not the first novel chronologically because he does write some prequel novels later on uh <clears throat> since ash does have to depart earlier than the rest of us i felt like i'll give him the floor to talk about uh some opinions he thought about the move um that movie the show and if he has some thoughts about the tom cruise abominations i mean movies uh he's more than welcome to oh oh yours, ash? okay <laughs> um yeah so uh yeah, Reacher. Um, the series was really good. Um, first off, if I have to give it like a rating, I can probably start off with that. Um, mm -hmm. I give it, I would say, about about like a seven and a half, like an eight out of ten. It, it was really good. Um, the um the characters were real. I mean, you know, I haven't read the books. I know the books play a good role in it too, and you know, comparing as well to the Tom Cruise movies, I guess, but. Um, the show was really good. The character developments was, you know, was really good as well. I liked, uh, Alan, you know, uh, Rich, 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 Rich Richardson. What's his name? Richson? Alan Richson. Yeah. Alan Richson. I think. Yeah. Um, I, th I thought he played a fantastic reacher, just the whole like kind of super soldier kind of look. And, you know, he had some like emotional stuff going through and, and, you know, um, just very awkward. Didn't like to make friends and stuff like that. Um, and I thought he just played the role very well compared to like, you know, for example, Reacher and the movies with like Tom Cruise. Um, you know, I thought Tom Cruise is okay. It wasn't the greatest, but this guy definitely like killed the role better, in my opinion, better than, uh, than, uh, you know, Tom Cruise did. Um, and yeah, the other characters were really good. You know, you have, um, one of, one of my, one of my favorites I would say is, uh, Finley. I love Finley. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. He's great. <laughs> he, he, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. sorry, go, go ahead. I was saying, they, I, I was in the process of rereading the book before doing this podcast, 
And I only got about a third of the way through before before so because I got distracted with other books that, that were on my list. Um, but the casting and the actual design of the character, spot on. The only thing I would complain is the way they portray Finley in the book and the way that they portray Finley in this. He comes off as someone who's just old, like older, and hence why he's a little rough around the edges in the book. Meanwhile, in the show, it's more that he kind of seems like a younger, crotchety individual. But overall, I thought it was a great casting. Yeah, um, you know, going back again to Reacher, like I, I feel like again, Alan Alan Richardson played it better because like you got Tom Cruise who's like five seven, five eight, <laughs> trying to play like this intimidating guy, you know, doing all this. But then he comes in this guy, he's like, what is he like six something? I would he's say like, he's six, like six five. He's six. He's six four. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, he's yep. like six four. This huge, like intimidating guy and. You know, I mean, shit, I, I would be scared of him <laughs> if he comes trying to come at me and stuff. Um, uh, Yeah, you know, Finley, again, he's one of, one of the, the funnier, cool, cooler characters. Um, I did enjoy uh, uh, Conklin as well. Um, I think, what was her name, right? Roscoe? Yeah, Roscoe. Yeah. Oh, Roscoe, yep. Yeah, yep. Roscoe Conklin, yeah. She uh, she was really cool as, like, his uh, sidekick kind of partner in a way, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, another one of my favorites, I would say too, was you know I, I find him really cool was uh Mosley, the uh, barbershop guy. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like he was always cool there to like you know lend a hand and help out you know Reacher whenever he could and stuff. Um, I need to protect my bottom line. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else? Let's see. Um, I like I don't know if it was like that in the books, but was it the same in terms of uh the the Venezuelans they used as the bad guys? I want to say it was. Um, okay. It, like I said, it's been a while since I actually read the book. Yeah. And I was only about a third of the way through it when I was um, when I was actually rereading it, and they okay. didn't get that part yet. The part like about a third of the way through the book, you're pretty much introduced to, um, Hubble, the whole you know the whole prison scene, not the, the whole prison scene, and illegally being searched, pretty much going up to the point where him and Roscoe, if I'm not mistaken are about to leave out of town to go to uh, somewhere in Alabama, if I'm not mistaken, right, Vashon? Uh, yeah, because yeah. they're going to, my brain was going to say they're going to Shreveport, but I was like, oh no, you're mm-hmm. True Blood, man. That might be the case. That might not be the same place. But, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but yeah, they, but they're going, it was basically yeah, essentially like, going to the other town, town where, where the yeah. model laundering scheme was happening. Pretty much. That's where, like a third of the, that's where pretty much like a third of the book leaves you off at. Exactly. Um, the, uh, you know, uh, the show definitely made me hate that asshole, uh, Grover, Grover Teal, the the guy who became the chief after he fired uh, Mosley, the, oh, the, the mayor. mayor? Yeah, Sorry, the, the mayor. mayor, yes. Yeah, boy, what is that guy? Because I've seen that guy in so many things where he's playing that exact role. He's either the elderly mentor to main character who dies, or he's older older police chief slash mayor slash politician who was always who's always corrupt and getting in your way. Well, yeah. he came off kind of um kind of very suspicious when he disappointed himself. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no, there's no one to fill the role. I'll let, I'll just do it. And it's like, Whoa. I mean, they could have. Well, that's the thing. He could have easily put Finley in that role, and he mm-hmm. didn't. Uh, Bruce McGill, by the way. <clears throat> there we go. Yeah, Bruce McGill. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Um. I. Uh. What, what was his name? Oh, I. 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 I had a feeling. So it wasn't like kind of like a surprise to me, but I did notice uh, Picard, the FBI agent. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a feeling he was bad from the get-go when he like was there to watch the wife and the and the two kids. 
Well, yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Go ahead. I was about to say, yeah, no. Um, what I do remember from the book is, um, he he's dirty from the beginning. Yeah. Right. And there's a, it's. Uh, this is why I say this was a a a passable and not, I'd say even more than passable, a a decent adaptation of the Killing Floor, because they actually, you know, they incorporate the things that happened in the book, like the fact that he winds up warning, um, Finley, don't take the job. Yeah. Because he doesn't want him getting involved and then potentially getting killed because he knows Finley is not someone to go dirty. Exactly. And it's it's so funny how in the in the book it's Reacher who kills him. Oh and really? Yeah, oh, yeah, in the book. So you know the car scene? Yes, yes. Where where yeah, so it's literally that. And then Reacher pops him right through the, like literally right through the eye and takes him out. He, and he... you never and Picard's dead at that point. Yeah, I, I had a feeling when he was trying to change his tire. Then when he shot him and he went over the into the grass, I was like, "No, he's not dead." <laughs> see, that's I read the book. I was like, "Yeah, they did it. They actually did it." And then when you see him in the end, I'm like, "You bastards!" <laughs> like I feel like that's more of a look. In the book, it's fine because you're a, like, especially Reacher. So Reacher is that that confident. So of course he can pull that off. Mm -hmm. But you know, TV wise, it's not going to be all that satisfying, especially knowing that how how he betrayed Finley. And you would want Finley to get some kind of comeuppance. Well, yeah, that's why. That's why I, you guys probably noticed it. Um, Finley fought Picard. Bosco right. fought Teal. Yeah. And Reacher fought um, everyone else. <laughs> everyone else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fought everyone else. I I think it was. I think they did that on purpose for uh, symbology. You know, overcoming the person. Uh, the person who's in charge of their grief or their strife in some way. Yeah. Um, I, I did also think that she played a very good role as well. His um, his friend uh, Neagly. Mm -hmm. Oh, Neagly's great. I she, hope if they make a second she season, she was a badass. Like... Yeah. Well, <laughs> if I'm not was... mistaken, because I didn't read that far ahead, doesn't she like? Doesn't she like not not actually debut until like the sixth book of the of the series? She, I forgot. I think it's one of the prequel books she debuts. Um. Okay. Because I was going to say, like, if she comes back in the sequels, and obviously they're they obviously they're going to have something invested in there. Yeah. They they. So if I'm not mistaken, I think it was one of the prequel books that they actually put her in originally, and then she winds up appearing later on. She's one of the reoccurring characters in – one of the few reoccurring characters, I should say, in the Reacher series, which is something I actually have to say it's a testament to Lee Child. He's able to create new characters that aren't just like, okay, this is the copy-paste version of Roscoe, but in this city now. What if you, you know? got another black detective who's rather crotchety but in a different city? <laughs> ah, man. Finley's one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I won't lie. Like – you know what? I would dress like Finley if I had the money and the patience. I'm like, oh, that's, that's not a good thing. So you're saying you wouldn't be upset if I bought you a tweed suit? I mean, I would thank you profusely. But, uh... Okay, I need to uh, get you a... <laughs> I, would, I guess I would like to look like I may be a doctor from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Baker. No, um... Um, what was that? Uh, I was curious though about the show. I was like, I wonder if that if that was good or not. But you remember the sandwiches that Mosley made for them? It was like tomatoes and something. Yeah, I'm glad that it, I don't know. It's a very southern thing. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't I, like, I haven't had to have them myself yet. But I, I imagine if I just ask my grandma right now, it's like, oh, I know what that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's like uh, mayo sand mayo sandwiches too. Like, yeah, literally I'm... sandwiches, literally two slices of bread with mayonnaise. I think it's disgusting, but it <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Also, also don't let undercover brother fool you. We d like we of the certain melanin do enjoy mayonnaise on our sandwiches as well. Don't don't be don't be dissuaded. <laughs> yeah, like, I enjoy I, mayonnaise. I, I, yes, I, I don't sauce. like it because of the consistency. 
Well, you could just got to find the right valve. You know, that's neither here nor there. You're here about Reacher. <laughs> nope, this is the Mayo cast now. Um, <laughs> this is the Mayo, the Mayo cast. cast. <laughs> oh, my God. Ha 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 hashtag uh, my Mayo that? sandwich. <laughs> Idle it. Um, Speaking of Mayo, when uh, when Roscoe finally got her hands on, uh, on Reacher. No, stop. Oh, I'm so <laughs> Oh, 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 dude! I, I would say one of my favorite scenes from the show was when uh Reacher got his hands on the um, what were they names? The group of guys when they went into the house and he was picking them off one by one. Oh, oh the, guy in the, the car. Crew. Yeah, yeah, the cleanup crew. Dude, that was badass. Well, that was something out of that was something out of like First Blood. I love. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. yeah it was great. Like, but what does it say that Reacher's been dealing with, like redneck kicks? And then like regular, regular, like regular, regular scumbags in prison. Then the actual cartel shows up, but the only time he loses is to KJ's hopped up, hopped up cousin with a crowbar because he's he's so he's a wired on meth. He can't yeah. stop trying to find each other. And it takes a deagle to the heart to kill him. <laughs> I, I I I I would say yeah, like that part with the clan crew is my favorite, but the funniest scene. Has to be when he put those Venezuelans in the truck and started breaking their legs. And oh, they're fucking, was I was fucking dying. Yeah, like, like not since the Americans. I remember like, oh, I didn't think you, I didn't think I'd ever see this on TV. And I never think I'd see it on TV again. I'm so, hold on. I'm thinking, does he make a joke like I couldn't get them to fit or something like that? <laughs> yeah, something yeah like he that. said he couldn't get them to fit. So he just starts breaking their legs and stuff. And then they fit in the trunk. I mean, they won't feel it, so... <laughs> I I have to say, Alan Richson does a really good... Having gone back, he does a really good job, at least for Killing Floor, to portray um, Reacher. I actually hope... There's another character that um, I like a lot by F. Paul Wilson called Repairman Jack. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, Vishon. Have you read any of those books? Um, no, I'm, I'm not too familiar with that, no. Oh, okay. That's something else I gotta get for you, too. I think you would like it if you liked Reacher. Um, and I think Reacher would play the perfect Repairman Jack. I do think he's probably a little too tall to be Repairman Jack by at least like five inches. Well, but I would I would overlook it just to see him play Repairman Jack because it's a I, similar role but a different character entirely. I would say, look, if if if, if Hollywood decided we needed to overlook Tom Cruise being Jack Reacher the first time, we can overlook this new Jack Reacher being a little too tall for Repairman Jack. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I would approve that entirely. <laughs> it, yeah, um, you know, it, it turns out, uh, I guess, you know, Amazon can, uh, really make a good show on, like, um, you know, we don't talk about it, but anyway, um, I mean, we're gonna be doing a whole podcast series dedicated well, to Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah exactly. we have, like, a whole, like, quite a few episodes dedicated to either it's gonna be really great or it's gonna well, be really bad, either which way. It's gonna be let down. As long as you don't try to. Put any elves or dwarves in your show, uh, they can do a pretty good job. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's not, it, it depends on the, the adaptation. Like if they did a Dungeons and Dragons adaptation. Um, speaking of which, because we watched the movie recently, <laughs> and, I and, really want to forget. Uh, look, in Jamie's defense, <laughs> that's a very low bar to climb. <laughs> I think that portrayal of elves that totally. I think that's something that is more more open because the source material is more open, as opposed to. Um, Tolkien's work, which Tolkien had a, a particular vision, and we're getting off topic. Let's go back to Reacher. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's all I'm going to say. He had a particular vision for the way he wanted the characters to be, because it was based off of certain geographical areas. But anyway, let's go back to Reacher. Um, but yeah, no, I would love to uh, love to hear your guys's uh, you know, ratings and uh, reviews as well, and I'll I'll you know chime in as well and add more. Um, 
Vash, JB, uh, do one of you want to take the uh, the floor for, on this one? Uh, sure. Yeah. Like, uh, and I think because you guys know this, like I was like when, you, when we first brought, brought the idea of doing this episode is just I told you guys my exposure to Jack Reacher was from the Tom Cruise movie, which is like okay, this is it's a serviceable movie, and I had read oh hey the guy doesn't look like Tom Cruise at all. Like, I get it, but you know taking that out of context, like it's all right. And then he made a sequel, which is decidedly not all right. It's like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I, could, I can't. I... The first one had Werner Herzog in it, so that, that had a lot going for me. So, like, this one has. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, once, it, <laughs> once, I, once I watched the series, like, oh, hey, it's, Alan, it's, that guy, it's that guy from Ninja Turtles. I'm glad if things are working out for him. And then. Wait, he was in Ninja Turtles? Yeah, he played Rocky. In, wait, I'll rephrase it. In the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles movies. Oh, I was about to say, I'm like, wait a second. Oh, 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 <laughs> yeah, ooh, uh, uh, Alan? No, yeah, he was Raphael. I, I oh okay, I know he was a superhero or whatever in the uh, in Smallville and stuff, right? Oh, yeah, he was also yeah. he was also Aquaman until they recast him with the guy from This Is Us. Yes, yeah. and then that show never took off. But yeah, like yeah. It's, like because there's certain actors I feel like we can all imagine like they're they're, they're the guys like oh I'm glad this this worked out for this theater I'm glad this guy's got going on and like the, the same thing I felt for this dude. And then I just came to the show with like a very low bar and I'm saying like I'll get this I'll definitely give it, like an eight out of ten. Like, you know what? Nice, all right. I'm glad I, I'm glad the show was actually you know, enjoyable and a more faithful adaptation of of the book, as opposed mm-hmm. to oh, I'm, I'm blanking on the I'm blanking on the book. I have because I haven't read it. The book that the Jack Reacher movie was was adapted from. It's one of the more recent ones, I think, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I Lee Child was one of those. He, I can't say he's a novel factory because that's that that's specifically James Patterson, um, but he did write a Lee Lee Child wrote a bunch of reacher books and uh towards the end they they kind of almost feel like that he's just like phoning it in and you know just giving the fan base what they want which is nothing wrong with that but it doesn't have the same pizzazz as the uh the earlier novels gotcha. yeah similar same thing with repairman jack um repairman jack oh man speaking of two characters that have jack uh the first two novels for repairman jack are absolutely fantastic the tomb and uh legacies absolutely hilarious like if you want a good like laugh moment there's a scene in legacies the second repairman jack novel by uh, f paul wilson where jack dresses up as santa claus and beats up this guy who's stealing toys from like children who are suffering from who are born with like hiv aids right and he's just like the just his dialogue to this guy he's wearing this guy dressed as santa claus with brass knuckles just wailing on this thief it's fantastic that's something I didn't know I wanted until now. <clears throat> yeah, which is why I want a live action adaptation. Imagine seeing Alan Richardson dressed up in a Santa Claus suit wailing on some <laughs> brass knuckles. <laughs> yeah. Batman style. Yeah, exactly. So is that like Reacher, the ho- the holiday edition? Uh, I mean, I wouldn't mind seeing it. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, but as you were, Vishon? Oh, no. I'm just mostly just. A lot of the things that, because you know, because I wasn't too familiar with the books when I was watching the series, so my frame of reference for most of what's going on is, what what about that Tom Cruise movie where, it's you don't you don't buy that the Tom Cruise Jack Reacher is that impressive because it's the guy it's oh no, it's Tom Cruise and he wouldn't play a dude who isn't as amazing as the character he's playing so mm-hmm. got it as opposed to when you see Reacher on the screen here with Alan Richardson it's of course this guy would have <laughs> would not be concerned with whoever's rolling up on it. Like if like five dudes in prison fact they want they want to be his book. Of course he's not concerned with what's going to happen to him because nothing is going to happen to him. 
Because yeah. he's, he's like twice the size of like four out of the five guys that are there combined. Like he purposely, <laughs> like in the show, he purposely puts on the sunglasses because he instantly recognizes that the guy who's walking by who's like, what, probably like 30, 40 feet away is looking at him because he's wearing glasses and not Hubble, who was actually originally wearing glasses. So he knew that Hubble was the target in prison and not him. Oh, see, yeah, I can, I'll be honest, I missed that part. I was like, oh, no. oh yeah. And what I, thought, confirmed... I, I thought it was just, oh, no, he, they, went, they, were going for, they were going for Hubble, but they, they, you know, they couldn't have possibly known that Hubble would not, would not be the giant man and maybe his, and probably his nerdy friend instead. No. Not because, but that makes more sense. What gives it away, too, is when he, when they introduce uh, Hubble's wife, played by Christian Crook. <clears throat> I'm glad she's, she's gotten roles, too, since uh, Chun-Li. <laughs> but then again, remember, Chun-Li is like 15 years ago. That is very true. That is very true. So she paid her um, pennies. Yes, yes. Um, he makes point that his wife mentioned glasses as a detail, and then that's when I rewound myself, like mentally. Ah, like, okay. Ah, so whoever it's not, I didn't think that the wife was the, in on it. I just figured that whoever's going after Hubble would have probably used glasses as a descriptor, like the main descriptor. And then as soon as the glasses were off, and you know. Uh, Reacher wore the glasses. They probably thought Reacher was actually Hubble because they didn't have any other description other than this guy has glasses. Okay, so that, yeah, that definitely makes sense. Which also explains why he made a point to ask that ask that dude to pick up that that knocked out guy's glasses for him. Mm -hmm. Yep. I I I, I love to. I just want to add that. Uh, yeah. When everybody was uh, joking with Reacher, telling him, "Oh, it's not a big deal." When uh, he kept saying, "Why did he need so much uh, animal feed?" And they kept exactly. saying, oh, God, you in the feed. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, no, I'm being serious. <laughs> well, that's that's a red herring. That, yeah. that's great mystery stories in general put a red herring. It's often something in the beginning that you totally, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss out entirely. And then when it comes back together and they do the big reveal, you'll be like, ah, oh, so that's what that was for. Yeah. It's something I've gotten, I've been practicing with because I've been working on a lot of like pulp noir stories lately. And just okay. practicing right now. Nothing that I want to publish right now. Um, <clears throat> but that's something I've been working on because that's a very important asset in the genre of noir, particularly if you're writing like a pulp one because pulp is very plot-driven as opposed to character-driven. Yeah. Um, also, too, like that little scene, uh, not, not kind of uh, teach somebody, but, you know, like when uh, he was in the hotel trying to tell help Finley to, uh, to escape, and he told him that if it's a – skinny wall thin wall you can just break it or something and just get to the other side yeah <laughs> that was great i was like well that's awesome <laughs> well, i mean hey if you're ever in a pinch you know to uh break the hotel <laughs> motel room and uh go through the other side <laughs> i mean fuck the deposit it's your life for the deposit like, is your yeah. life really worth like 100 bucks no I don't think exactly so. oh, also if you're smart like finley you just don't go back they're not gonna know it's you yeah exactly, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he signed up as a fake name too didn't he yeah exactly yeah. He just oh, made a stupid man. mistake of parking his car out front. Yep. <laughs> Finley, Finley, Finley. Well, remember, he's not it was, used to uh... being chased by Venezuelan cartel. So yeah, he's, <laughs> he's a Harvard guy. Remember that? Was it Harvard or was it Yale? Was it Harvard or Yale? I forgot. I thought it was because it's because he's from Boston. I thought it was Harvard. Okay, it's Harvard then. But I but I could be wrong. No, you're 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 most likely right. I I'm just blanking on it. What are you saying, JB? Sir? I was gonna say. Um. So when he told when uh Richard told Finley to go through the walls. He mentions during the conversation I'm having over the phone that he's like, oh, what kind of hotel? He says, oh, it's a motel. And Reacher says, oh, it's most likely 60s, 70s. Mm -hmm. So remember, the material's different. 
You try to do that now with a new world, though. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> unless you're the Incredible Hulk, like, or the th- or uh, or the thing or the thing or something, you're not going through that wall. So, I, I wonder, has someone actually you like made a meme of Finley being the Kool Aid Man or some shit? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. I never thought about that. <laughs> that mm-hmm. just popped in my head just I, now. He says that I, in I, the I, phone call. He's like, "Oh, you know the Kool Aid Man." He's like, "You got to be shit." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh yeah, he did make a reference to that. Yeah, yeah, the, he did. It was great. Oh shit, that was hilarious. When it, when it comes to scenes like those, I always take it as, oh no, why would he know to do that? Because more than likely, he's probably done it at some point, and that's just, that's just like, it's a, it's just another Tuesday for this dude. Like, yeah, I remember that time I ran through the whole, to a wall through a seventy-five motel. Good times. Yeah. You can do it. He he's been like at least in the show, right? Separating it from the books now. Uh, he is an MP. He was an MP, sorry. And yes. he would basically chase people who went AWOL. So he would have to know how to track people who were either in the army or some other military branch. Right. So can... he, he had to develop skills to try to outsmart or outthink these individuals. Yeah. Which is the... Which is the, which is the it's, was, it's, uh, it's weird to say that it's weird for a TV show where, oh, hey... Your main hero is smart enough to outsmart as many. You know, he may be quick to violence because, you know, he does kill. He does kill a lot of people. Let's be honest. Yeah, but no, that's absolutely. usually because he's thought this plan through, and rather than go through the rigmarole of we're gonna go do this and then we gotta just the fastest thing we need to do right now is to kill you, and then proceed forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, they can't they can't shoot back if they're dead. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's that's his uh his logic his modus operandi right there. Um, I love, again, going back to that scene that you mentioned, Ash, the, the first blood scene, essentially. Yes. Right? And how he times it so well with the, the lightning flash, with the thunder, right? And how he tricks that one guy with the gun where he puts his, like, he makes the fake boot prints and then puts the boots in the closet. <laughs> yes. for the guy to, like, open and then when he closes, he's right there and snaps his neck. It's, dude, it's great. It's like, you are the hunted now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sounds like a horror movie scene. It it's is. Like, it's it's straight like up. where Jason Voorhees tricks you, and it's like, oh no, no he's right there. You're dead now. It's like Jason meets Freddy. Like if he had like Freddy's like cunning, I guess you would say. Oh, hmm. you're not referencing uh, he... Jason. Uh, Jason versus Freddy, are you? No, I'm not. I'm not referencing that. <laughs> okay. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember Richard killing Destiny's child. I think. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um. You know what's funny about that scene you mentioned about pretty much where he's in a house and he is he's uh he's taken out the all the, the quote unquote the cleaners right even though mm-hmm. they were the really the cleaner the cleaner boys I guess right um he before that before that he he calls and has a conversation in the diner where suppose you know he hasn't gotten his peach pie yet by that time <laughs> and he's having a conversation with the cop. And he says, oh, you know, you're the only one I can trust. And he tells that cop what he's going to do. Right? So then that's how the the cleaner boys end up coming uh, to the house. Because he lured them. He said, oh, I'm yes. going to go. Oh, do yeah. That. Absolutely. Because yeah. he knew yeah. that cop was dirty from the get-go. Yep. So he was he was getting that cop. And I was like, there's no way Reacher is telling this cop what he's going to do. Oh, no, it wasn't can't... Roscoe or Finley. He 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 didn't tell anybody, but and uh, nearly he didn't tell nobody what he was doing. So I no. was like, 
you do you're being sneaky. I like it. <laughs> and that was after Stevenson, right? Stevenson was the other cop's name, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That was after Stevenson was already and his wife were already killed, right? Yeah. This oh, was right after. Because, this was after. Like, this oh. is what kind of oh, okay. like started to trigger it. Yeah, because in the first episode, like we already narrows down who are the only two, the, the two dirty cops that are, that are still left. They're like, mm-hmm. okay, it's Stevenson, it's Steve, it's either Stevenson or this guy. And I don't know because I've only just met them just yet. But I'm 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 skeptical of both of them. Had they not killed Stevenson, he, they might have bought themselves some more time. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. See, the book. I think what something that the book does better than the film does is establish that Stevenson is just a guy doing his job. Yeah. Because right away from the beginning, when he first meets Reacher, if I'm remembering it correctly, Vishon, correct me. Reacher just basically like Stevenson has that look on. He describes it as Stevenson having that look on his face where he goes, "I'm just doing what I'm told." As opposed to the other guy who he right. doesn't, just doesn't seem right, which seemed to be which which was part of the reason why he suspected he might be in on it because yeah right he looked at the kind of guy who just says we stole so he might be in on this versus and then the other guy shifty so mm-hmm. it's either it's either or for him and then he of course gets you know speared with a with a truck so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I love how he gets he gets Finley out of jail like that yeah dude that was great <laughs> so I'm gonna get you out of jail how. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Your phone calls is duck. Dude. Find cover or something. Dude, he rammed that fucking car into the house. I was like, oh shit. It was great. It was absolutely great. It was great. amazing. I was like, well, he's not going to be a reacher too. No. <laughs> Even the ones that survive aren't, sadly. Unless they do some sort of weird like spinoff or something where they like adapt the reacher stories, but with this constant cast, if that makes sense. Like, we go back to Margrave, but now it's the plot for the next Reacher book, you know. It's Christmas time. <laughs> when he says ho, 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 before he kills him. Yeah, pretty much. It's like, man, this little town in the middle of Georgia is a, a hotbed for criminal activity. We should do something about it. I wonder if it'd be like season four. It's like, who'd have thought we'd have missed when the Venezuelan mob, when the Venezuelan cartels were running this town? <laughs> it'd be like an episode of like Eureka. Ah, the days of when black holes were our first problems. <laughs> Oh man, sad to say, I think I was always still wondering. I was as I was watching the show that why is he in Margraves like still? And then Blind you Blake, know, you yeah, not in Blind Blake. I'm like, okay, there's you know that's his reasoning. <clears throat> but then you you find out at you know at the last episode, right, that his um his brother is like is still alive, and I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> that threw me off, and I'm like, I wonder if he told Reacher that, or maybe Reacher just happened to go there, and then while he was visiting Flying Lake, he's like, oh, you know, if he's there, he might as well just solve this mystery because he's gonna do it himself. Well, his brother's dead. That was a flashback. Was it a flashback? It was a flashback, yeah, because it was a flashback to the day their mother died, which was the last day Reacher cried, apparently. Oh, okay. Um, so then I misunderstood that whole entire. Yeah, part no, I okay. it, because of the way they 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 screened it. Um, I can they understand. screened it as that was that his brother just was still alive, and I was like, "Oh wait, no. was this all a plot?" Well, 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 you remember the Kleiner boy at the end was saying, "Oh, that's the way I killed your brother," or something. When he mm-hmm. that's why I got yeah. him really mad. And I just thought that his his brother, um, Joe, kind of just uh, maybe did like a whole like fake body, and then was supposed to uh, um, have a way to have Reacher go there to uh, solve this um, it, the, it, the issue in Margrave with all the counterfeit money. So I thought, like, okay, maybe his brother kind of maybe tricked him, saying, "Oh, you like your your favorite jazz musician um, was from Margrave." So, sir. 
it well, I, it, it was um, it was actually revealed earlier, wasn't it? With um, uh, what was it? Hubble was the one from DC that was helping them. No, it wasn't Hubble. It was. Who was her name? Her name. I am blank. Oh man, her name just like literally just disappeared from my brain just now. Oh, uh, really? his assistant, right? Yeah. The one who played um, the one from Hannibal. I forgot her name. Uh, the one who played uh, the the reporter, the sex swapped version of the reporter from Hannibal. It, um, it, yeah, it was revealed. Oh, I, can't, I it, can't remember now. Damn it. It, it was revealed remember. earlier. Remember when I think when she told Reacher, she said, "Oh, I'm sorry. You know, I worked with him and blah blah." And he was like mm -hmm. really depressed and sad that her his yeah. brother died early on. Yeah, I feel like a lesser show would have been. Oh no, oh no, oh no. Jack's brother definitely did plan this out and sent and then. But the seedness had to come over here, as opposed to what the show is is very clear on telling. Oh no, I just happened to be here at the same time that my brother just happened to have died like a day before. Yeah. Which it feels contrived, but I feel like I'm surprised they went along with it. I mean, that's how it was in the book. It was just happenstance that Reacher had been passing, because if I'm not mistaken, also it had been years since he had spoken to his brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, just it's a it, this entire first story is literally. A series of circumstances that brought Reacher to this location at this time, coincidentally, because his brother died and was investigating this <clears throat> counterfeit ring. So, oh yeah, because yeah, because wasn't like wasn't Jack, Jack about to just leave town until he yeah. got the description of the other body they found earlier? Yeah, it was until they brought him to the morgue, which I think it was wasn't it Finley who forced him to go to the morgue, or was it Roscoe? Uh, hmm. It, it was either one of the two. I think it might have been Roscoe because it was after he had gotten out of prison. And right. Finley's like, tail him. And it's at that scene where he says, I'm going to have to break three arms. And he says, wait, but there's four of us. One of you's going to have to drive to the hospital. And he fucks them all up. And the guy's like, <laughs> I know my way to the hospital. Um, I think he winds up saying to Roscoe, I know you're staking me out. And she, and then he says, um, if that's the case, I'm going to stick with you. And then she says, all right, I'm going to the morgue. And then that's how that occurs. Yeah. Um. Uh, JB. Yes. You want to take the floor? Sure. Well, unless yeah. you were done, Vashon. I'm sorry. Oh no. Oh no so, no no. I'm, I'm so final score for you, Vashon? No, definitely eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Okay. Yeah. All right. So. Okay, so that that ending then, I guess what you guys are saying did clarify me because I thought that was just at the end. I was starting to then um, theorize a whole bunch of theories. I'm like, oh wait, his brother was really alive. I didn't know that was actually just a flashback. Yeah, I guess it really maybe I either missed it or didn't like say like, oh, here's a flashback from like X amount also of years on, ago. Also depends on how late you were watching it too, because I know you you were telling me like you binged that show till like six in the morning or something. Yeah, it was that was the other night. Yeah, oh, I watched the last two episodes relatively early, but yeah, I don't know how I did. I think I, I probably just missed it for some reason. I don't know, but um, that makes more sense now. Okay, because it's because he says like at the end he says, "Oh, now you could cry." I guess mm -hmm. which is a sign that um he doesn't um Jack didn't want his brother I guess to show any tears. Because some people could say showing tears is a sign of a, a weakness. Well, that goes back to you the know? first flashback, if I'm not mistaken, when he was saying, "Don't show weakness, don't cry," mm -hmm. when he's confronting those bullies and when he's being forced by the uh, the MPs. Um, 
to apologize, and Reacher's like, "No, I did nothing wrong. Your son was being a douche." Mm-hmm. Really, I really like that, especially because his mother is saying that Jack Reacher had the strength of three boys his age, mm-hmm. and I was just like, "Damn, were you just like really working out the entire time?" I thought maybe <laughs> like he mu- must be really like a super soldier, or maybe he was just really working out at such a young age you know secretly there was a goose involved from greece no. <laughs> yeah <laughs> serious i was like okay i did like the little uh i did like the flashbacks mm-hmm. that um that alluded to the uh then going to the future for certain scenes yeah that scene uh where he says where and where he says oh you have to apologize he says no i'm not apologizing and he just walks away, and I'm like, "That's a badass right there." Oh no, 100. percent Since he was he wasn't in the wrong, you know, they were making fun of that kid with what was it, Down syndrome in the in the show, right? Yeah, yeah. They're mm-hmm. making him dance and all that. Um, and what I like the flashbacks in particular was the fact that they were, we never see emotion from Reacher, aside from killing people, and that's not really an emotion. That's just him taking action. The or flashbacks provide, per, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> The flashbacks provide us with a side of Reacher that we are most likely never going to see. Um, and that's something most people would probably be critical of in this series. But I actually really like it where Reacher is actually the antagonist, uh, not the antagonist, he's the catalyst for change for all the other characters, which is why he pretty much stays the same throughout this entire show. You know, he comes walking into Margrave, and then as soon as he's done with doing everything he does, he co- goes out leaving. The show ends just like it begins, full circle. And he's the one who's influenced Roscoe to become the mayor um finley to do his thing and so forth i think if finley was heading back to um boston i think um boston yeah, yeah. to um <coughs> was it to go back he was heading back to boston to go i guess maybe fix things with his well, uh ex-wife well, or something well his wife's dead oh yeah, uh, well, yeah. i guess yeah. how do you say no get closing trauma. Yeah, yeah to get yeah. closing he needed yeah, because yeah. he realized he was running away from from his home because every like he even says it, everywhere he went reminded him of her. Mm-hmm. So go on. I, I no, you're good. Floor's, I like it. Floor's still yours, sir. Um, I do have to say, um, his way of showing actually um I guess you can call uh, emotions throughout this series was the one, two Three times he went back. This is my favorite scenes when he went back for the dog. Oh, so yep. he went back to the dog the first time. Found found out it had no water in its bowl. Confronted the homeowner. He leaves. You know, just hops over the fence just casually. Mm-hmm. You know. Second time, the dog has no food. And he gives him. He gives the dog his leftover um, ribs from the mm-hmm. from the southern. Uh, barbecue restaurant they went to in the third time sad but the dog had like some uh, i guess some like lacerations or something around his neck from the collar he ends up punching the homeowner in the face and then finley uh through his pole and everything tells him hey if, you know you're gonna get charged with x y and z and then they take the dog and at the end of it finley uh adopts the dog yep and he calls him jack mm-hmm <clears throat> And I love how the show ends too, where they finally have the pie and he has it. And this whole show, he's been trying to have this peach pie. He either gets arrested or it's sold out yes. or something terrible happens. <laughs> and he's like, 
it's all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he said I had better. I've had better. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, I do have to say the. So again, this this is my first uh, interaction with the whole Reacher. I knew about the movie Jack Reacher, the Tom Cruise one, mm-hmm. but you guys tell me before to like don't watch it. It's so terrible. Like I didn't like because I didn't want to ruin um, the character Jack Reacher by watching that movie. So not sorry, Tom Cruise, you did a shit job. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't can't think, Mission Impossible. I don't know if it would ruin it for you because I mean, Vashon, if I'm not mistaken, uh, yeah. you said that it actually set the bar low for you. So um... yeah, it lowered it legit lowered the bar because like like I said, the first one is serviceable. It's like you know. What? If you like, if it's something like you had a like a like old school HBO Cinemax, it's Saturday afternoon. There's nothing else on. Yeah, you won't you won't be disappointed with this. The second one is exactly what I, I was afraid of with the first one, and 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 then some. So I mean, so, yeah. by all means, watch it, JB. Um, join us. Uh... Yeah, yeah, the first one definitely like legit has a dude talking about how he had to bit, bite his own fingers off to survive in the in the wilderness, and then forcing one of his henchmen to try to do the same. Yeah. Yeah, no thanks. I'll just watch Reacher. Uh, I'm just going to no, watch this Reacher be... again. Yeah, yeah. I'll it. JB, just wait until the season where they t- where they remake the movie, then it'll be a lot better. Yeah, because it'll be Alan Richardson in a bar parking lot fucking people up, which is way more believable than yeah. Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah, like, legit, like, man, it's like, now I want now I want the scene where, t- where like, I want the Reacher scene from the Cruise movie where he describes exactly how many people are going to be left in this bar fight to actually fight him. <laughs> but yeah. I can believe it now with Alan Wilson. Yeah, especially with his delivery. His delivery... <sighs> yeah, it's all... It's matter... The thing is, it's matter of fact, but done in a way where it's actually compelling. It's like, oh no, he doesn't have to sound intimidating or threaten you. It's just, oh no, you see me, you know what I know, which means you know I'm going to hurt you in ways that you can't imagine, and that's if I don't kill you. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, did you call my girlfriend a whore? No. <laughs> <laughs> after she hits yeah. on him and like he turned this is the, the tom cruise movie right. and he's like no thank you i'm not interested and she goes back to her boyfriend and she's like oh that guy hit him he called me a whore and all that <laughs> like starting shit of course what uh, i have to say though his his very uh presence in the movie when it starts off after he gets off the bus to go to Mar to go to Margrave. Wait, and you then... mean That's what I said, right? Oh, I thought you said movie, sorry. But go on. No, I said show. <laughs> <All right>. Yeah. <laughs> and um so he's walking over to the diner and you see this couple arguing. He just stands there and you know, the boyfriend's like, Oh, you know, get out of here and mind your business and he's just staring. He's just staring. And he's like, You know what, my bad he's like, you know what? I'm sorry, man, just you know, I just had a bad day, and then re- and reaches mind is like, yeah, that's what I thought, little bitch. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and keep in mind how he normally looks. He wasn't mean mugging a dude. He was just looking at this man. Yeah, he was very just, quickly realized what's wrong. He was looking. Reacher has, which I the like about the way that Alan Richard, um portrays Jack Reacher's. He has a very like like alpha alpha mentality. Like he's a he's like a superior like alpha male. You know, he doesn't. Um, how do you say his presence comes off? He, like you said, he doesn't need to talk or say anything. His actions do everything for him, and when he does talk, is a big thing that I know you like 
uh, Mike, is he says, um, in investigation, details, details matter. Yes, exactly. That's what he tells Finley a few times. And Finley does make a joke back to him. He's mm-hmm. like, hey, didn't you say details, say details matter? matter? And then Jack just like, looks at him. <laughs> yeah, he's nothing to say. He's like, oh, God, this guy might punch me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Jack's like, Jack in his head's like, he's got a point. He's not wrong. I did say that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a very pragmatic individual, Jack Reacher. So I, I appreciate that. <laughs> it's oh, it's almost a way if you're like, his presence comes off as a lot of people would be just either intimidated, intimidated by him or scared. But at the same time, you also feel very um, pr- protective around him. Like he would protect you and he does protect people especially when he has a lot of uh, interactions with Roscoe, right? So you can see where his emotions start, especially where Neely says, oh, you know, you're talking about the girl, you talk, she's, uh, they're talking about Roscoe, and Neely says, you need a woman in your life. And he's like, oh, no, I don't, I want to be by myself and everything. And then when, towards the end, when he breaks Finley out of jail, Neely comes by, and says, oh, uh, what happened? He's like, so he's like, they got the girl. And he says, yeah. And she's like, oh, crap. Which means he's go- now he's going in there very vengeful. And, you know, he's going to take, um, he's going to get his vengeance. <laughs> you know? Yeah. The worst thing that anyone on the show does is gives Reacher, gives Reacher a reason to come find him. Yeah. Yeah. With, with like, the intent of killing you. <laughs> Like the guys in prison, he he almost murders. It's oh, because they were gonna jump me for you know because they were going for this other guy. I, it's not me, and I don't need to care about him. But I'm not gonna let them kill him. So that's gonna be what I do with this guy. When it comes to when it comes to say like like KJ and his friends, like the guy's son in the in the diner the first time after they spray like spray like spray paint horror on on Conklin's on Conklin's truck because mm-hmm. they and he like he even tells them, look, I know the trap. It's it's a way for you to get me to come down here to start a fight so I can get arrested. So I'm gonna get a start and see if anyone tries to arrest me. <laughs> and then he starts beating people and dares them to arrest him. I I I I would say one of the like best like release too in that show was a uh, a man like because coming from you know several of us are dog owners and we love dogs. Remember the part mm-hmm. with the dog and he was bleeding from the neck? Yeah, JB was just mentioning that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's the third I, I didn't interaction hear you. with. <laughs> oh no, it's okay. That was the third interaction with the dog he has. Yeah, and he just finally punched that guy. He's like, he, he, see how you like it. And he was just like, around him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. He was in, like, nope, not looking. Yeah, and reaches, reaches defense. He gave that guy ample warning. He did. <laughs> I mean, he look, did. look, if, if if you if it was you or me, and you see like a six foot four, like three hundred, like three hundred plus pound muscle bound monster just casually hop over my fence, not once but twice. I do what he says. I wouldn't take the chance he might roll back around and see I'm not listening to him. You I mean, I just wouldn't be an business. asshole to a dog. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. It's a fucking dog. Like, I, mean, I, like, I mean, that's like the default. But look, yeah. if, you had to be, if you had to be that dude, you had to be in that situation. I don't hey, think anyone wants to be that first. dude. <laughs> well, not anymore. No. <laughs> no one wants to be that guy from that last Saw movie. I get it. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, he played the same asshole from that last Saw movie. That, and that's what he got. That's what he, that's what he started to death. Yeah. What about this? He could brag about how he got punched in the face by Reacher and was the only person who didn't die in that show. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, those guys in the prison didn't die. Well, most of them didn't most. die. <laughs> That prison scene was 
it was uh it was very badass when they kind of he went he's going to the bathroom and then he's all the rest of the guys come in and he had these two butt ass naked the other guys are walking out like oh crap <laughs> and then i was like man there's such a disadvantage they need, they need more men it's not enough. <laughs> it killing them. Like how, like how confident is Richard? He doesn't bother telling Cubal to go off and hide somewhere. He's more willing to let him stand in the way because it's not going to slow him down at all. Well, yeah, because Richard realizes they think that they're after for him, not Hubble. They think that he is Hubble at that point. Oh yeah, but <sighs> you imagine like even if they don't know it's him, he would have right. told him to get out of the way because you don't get caught in the in the that's, fracas. That's oh, true. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I already know who I'm hurting and how I'm going to hurt them. So uh, he can say whatever he wants. The greatest thing, you guys have to look it up. It's on YouTube, I think. There's like a three-minute clip of that fight scene, but someone dubbed it with the Doom music for Doom Eternal. <laughs> Are you serious? Yes, yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, you see he's punching out his thumb, and you hear, like, the six-string guitar. No, the eight-string guitar. No, 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 no. He just, like, put his thumb right through the guy's eye socket. It's great. That, yeah, that yeah, That's, that's awesome. Really like, oh, God. Yeah. That's something you guys gotta look up later tonight, maybe. I I oh. I, I, I like the uh the, the scene with him and uh and Mosley in the car with the radio. He kept kept playing blues and he's like, oh, mm-hmm. and, and Mosley wants rock and roll and he <laughs> and he kept he kept, and they finally found a CD of oh, uh I forgot Finley. the band. You mean uh, sorry, Finn, I said Mosley. Yes, it's Finley. <laughs> yeah. I was just I was just died. I was like, damn. <laughs> yeah, who was it that uh Finley winds up playing? Oh uh, who was that band? Was it like a soft rock band too? Mm-hmm. Um, but to to back up that scene, Ash. Oh man, it was that scene where they're talking about blues artists, and he's like, "Wait, isn't that a white guy?" And he says, "No. Oh yeah, this guy is a white guy. <laughs> this guy's a black guy. Come on." Yeah. And I love Richard. He's, he's like, "Just sit there and wear your suit." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he has a way, like, if he's going to insult you, it'll be in a way where it shouldn't be insulting, but because the way he says it to you, you can't feel, but it just hurts. <laughs> it's his delivery. It's just his, it's, there is, like, there is a, it's like a direct hit all the time, like Pokemon, direct hit, super effective. There's nothing you can do about it. He doesn't talk much, but everything he says is, is, is super effective. Yeah. <laughs> he has no weakness. It, it, oh. he, he, uh, he was playing uh, Kansas, Carry On Wayward Son. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, I'm one of this, I'm a supernatural dude. How did I not? How did I not remember that? God, oh. damn it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. That oh, such a such a memorable show, and yeah. it's a good one too. Yeah. Especially when you just like deep diving into all the good bits of it. I, I I just hope you know not jinxing or saying anything, but you know how like some shows are usually good the first season, and then kind of just depending on where it goes after hopefully it doesn't go downward but so you're talking like the tragedies of sequels <laughs> you stranger things i mean what <laughs> well i don't know well, how much tragic I mean, season, two, season four to 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 season uh, stranger things uh benefit i think seasons one and two were, were were pretty good um three kind of was like tipping the scales for me um well th- i'll be like it's not to derail too much but three is like is doing the Rise of Skywalker thing where they're trying to trying to just try to mitigate the complaints of two to a degree where I feel mm. like it does definitely damage the seat, the, the main story they're trying to tell. Overall, yeah, you've got a point with that. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Trying to re- trying to repair something. Trying to like put a band aid on it. Realizing oh just, no. It's, instead of just rolling with the punches. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, but I, a show that doesn't have to do that is Reacher. 
<laughs> which I feel like by the format of the books and now if they follow that, it should be. It, I'll put it this way: it should be fine. It should be. Um, it really depends on what they decide to do because I think if I'm not mistaken, Amazon released a statement, and this is kind of worrying that if um Rings of Power doesn't do well, they're going to be cutting their spending significantly to t- to their TV shows, essentially their Amazon Prime original stuff. Well, so, which is does that... disappointing. Yeah. Aside from aside from what the Rings of Power did. Like for the most part, I want to say their TV has been pretty decent. It's I'm... just they're putting all their eggs in this token basket. Yeah. And, and as we've we've you know me being part of it, that that's a fandom that you you know that is very 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 gatekeepish when it comes to you know we want to mm-hmm. see if we if we have this character, we want to see this character as described. You know, it has to be to the T. Like, yeah. It, it can't just be. Oh, you know, the director saying or the producer saying, "Oh, I'm gonna change this up." No, no, no. Nope, stick to this original. is something that if you don't <laughs> stick right to the source material, that you're spending what millions? Billions. It's almost billions of Bill- dollars. No, billions. They did billions, billions of dollars. First five seasons. It, it's it. They are coming out with five seasons of Rings of Power. Um. Oh God, I, they shouldn't I, be investing that much. No, it's already it's already set in stone. Like it, uh, it, it's it's going to be five seasons. So yeah, oh boy. I, I I did want to add. Um, I don't know if you heard about the season two thing with Reacher. No, what happened? So they said that um, it is not going to be based off the second book in Lee Child series, Die Trying. Okay. That they're now going to make it, and they're going to skip to book eleven. And the reason why they're making that huge uh, nine chap nine book jump was. It says, um, uh, let's see, for instance, taking advantage of changes made to season one, but missing out ten whole books means that the showrunners are essentially leaving behind those who want to read the novels in tandem with watching the show. Readers will have to finish ten fairly large books prior to the release of season two. I guess they're going in that route, if, if, if you want to send, send that. Hmm. They're skipping over nine books? Why? I, it doesn't make sense though because um okay so I I never I I didn't get this far into it like I probably I just read like the first few Reacher novels, um unlike Repairman Jack I read every Repairman Jack novel that some some of it I I regret but some of it I don't no there were some novels like there's one called Conspiracies where he goes like down like the like he goes to, like a conspiracy convention and the plot's like tied towards the overarching story of like this great evil Rasalam or some shit it was. The book was like a hundred pages, way too long. Um, that's an entirely different series. Yeah, like from what I'm seeing about this, there are no reoccurring characters except for our girl Neagly. I would hope that if this, like what you said, maybe maybe the eleventh book is one of the prequel books to one of the other. That might that might I'll say that'll be the only feasible way I can say I can see Amazon getting away with it. Like, oh no, we're de- we're gonna delve into one of the prequel books next that comes before the say second book in the series. If only so we don't have to jump over that when we get to it eventually. I'd be okay with that then if that's what you said, if the only returning cast is uh is uh Neely. Yeah. And besides Neely. Jack Reacher, obviously. Yeah, Reacher and Neagley, and that's pretty much it. What I do think they might be doing with this is they might be trying to choose this one because if I'm not mistaken, a few of these characters are in the other books before and after this one. So they might be using this book to establish those characters so they can work backwards to other books, maybe, and try to develop a more uh, grounded cast, if that makes sense. Which, which, which wouldn't that, like, like, part of it is like, oh, cool, you can do that and you get that going. But that would mean that same kind of fear that we're having with season two will be then shunted off to season three. Yeah. Of, oh, now they're established these characters, 
and they're gonna have to bring them back. Will this be contrived and such and such? And we just gotta hope that they just stay. It's weird to say you gotta hope they stay the course for a show because shows, do, you know, in general do need to evolve in some way to keep people interested, keep coming back. Mm-hmm. But as a character, Reacher is so steadfast, and that you know, like you said, he is the force of change more often than not. It's yeah. like, it, like he's he's like Mad Max in a way. It's like, oh no. He doesn't change when, in the course of these movies and these stories. It's he changes everything else around him, and he go, he he's going on his way. Yeah, which is pretty much what he did with it. Like I mentioned earlier, when you just said that's what he did with this show, you know. And a lot of people criticize. I heard about criticisms about the show. Was like, oh, but Reacher doesn't grow as a character. He doesn't have that moment where he does this. And I'm like, because he's not meant to. He's the one who's bringing about the change into other people. Yeah. He's he's an already established character. His growth so, happened from the starting. From if they actually, well, if they saw the shows, you actually see his his growth during those little flashbacks. Like that's his growth. Obviously, unless you read the book, you know. But that's his growth right there. So if I'm looking at this correctly, book eleven is actually so. Book eleven that was written is actually book thirteen chronologically. So there are technically two stories. No, one. Yeah, there are two stories that take place according to this timeline, um, before the book "Bad Luck and Trouble," which is what they're adapting for season two. Okay, so is, is that like um, Fast and Furious, where like movie seven is like actually movie two, and then movie nine is like movie four? <laughs> I, I, it's getting really fucking confusing, but I'm gonna say maybe, possibly. <laughs> yeah, make it, make it. It makes it more confusing that he's going to be in it, like, because I was you, Mike and JV, though, like, I sent him the link that, oh, no, he's going to be, like, not Reacher, but the guy playing is going to be in in Fast yeah. X now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, Alan Richardson he? will be, he has, he's not a confirmed to be, well, there's no confirmation of his character in the movie, but there's just a picture of him in uh, uh, Vin Diesel online, but it's obviously he's going to, he's going to play some type of, uh, you know, soldier or maybe family soldier, you know. The family's like, yet, growing. Yet another brother of Tom <laughs> yeah. Toretto. Yeah, JD was making a joke about that. I was like, is that true? Because it seems like with the past series, I don't know I, what's where, where reality begins in fiction, you know. I wouldn't be surprised if, if, I, I haven't seen Vin, Diesel, picture, but... if Vin Diesel had the pull to make Jack Reacher another Toretto. Oh, like, you God. Know he pro- <laughs> it probably <laughs> is. It makes sense. He's like, oh. Well, they announced who the grandmother was going to be. Did you see that? Yep. Because Donald Trump doesn't have some Puerto Rican on Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican yeah. yes. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry, Paul Walker. You're like turning in your grave. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something, but it's 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 not. Um, nope. I feel like if he was still alive, they would have gotten to the point where it turns out that that Paul Walker is related, like not even not even the character of Brian, but Paul Walker himself is related to Dominic Toretto in the series. <laughs> Wait, th- th- that would be really like some Alabama shit because th- didn't he have a kid with his fucking sister? <laughs> <laughs> That's why I said it has to be Paul Walker the actor, not yeah. Paul Walker the character. <laughs> I some like Evanism, I mean some Alabama, you know. <laughs> well, there go our two listeners from fucking Auburn, Alabama. Now, I'm no, well, goddamn it! I can't believe they had the nerve to say this about my franchise. You know, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm describing it right now. It's just, yeah, I'm so pissed. And you see his cousins giving him a blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> God darn it! God darn it! There's something wrong with sleep with your sister. I'm sorry to all have... my hillbillies. Now we have standards. We don't touch our sisters. Cousins, on the other hand. <laughs> Unless there's the word step in front of that. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a washing machine? Go check it out. 
Could you imagine if like Reacher was like your step bro? I would never like have a washer or dry my house at all. I wouldn't drop the soap. <laughs> I wouldn't drop the soap. I'll be in my house. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, he's not gonna give you a choice if he ever turns to the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> well, it depends, because at least uh, Reacher, he does give like most of the time he does actually give you a warning before he's doing something. <clears throat> Well, Depending yeah, on what when, you did, of course. Obviously. When Finley, like after he finds out that his brother's dead, and Finley goes off on his rant, um, he winds up saying, "So, do you want your teeth in like the back of your throat, or like what?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> this is where we will be uh, taking our break, um, and then we'll be coming back. But unfortunately, Ash has to go. So, Ash, uh, please say your goodbyes. Um, it was fun doing yet another uh, podcast with you, gentlemen. Um, definitely we'll be doing more in the future. Uh, stay tuned for Lord of the Rings coming in the future. Uh, oh, that's uh, going uh, to be a very long series, yes. God, uh, <laughs> may God have mercy on our souls. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yes, gentlemen, you have a good night, listeners. Thank you for listening, and, uh, I'll be back. All right. All right we'll taking a small break. All right, and we're back. Um... I don't want to tread over the same ground that we mentioned. Basically, like Vashon, JB, Ash, you guys all, well, Ash isn't here, but um, you guys all pretty much covered a lot of what I was going to say about the Reacher uh, series. Um, so I guess I'll give it my overall rating. And based off of, you know, the source material, I give it, you know, I'm right up there with Vashon and I'm right up there with uh, Ash. I give it an eight. Uh, JB, I don't think I heard you give it your rating. Would you give it? Honestly, from a lot of, and I don't, you guys know, I really don't watch a lot of, like, new TV shows. Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I like to watch a lot of reruns of, like, at least things I enjoy, older shows. Right? Right. Um, no, I say I have to give that show, like, ease, I don't want to say easy, but I, I guess if I had to give it huh. a, probably yeah. a 10 out of 10, on, honestly. Nice. I yeah, I, it, it's a show that's, like, once I literally started watching it. I binged the first six episodes. Like it's a TV show that you just don't stop watching because there are certain episodes that didn't even end. And my biggest thing, I don't like cliffhangers, but it's different in this show because certain episodes do end on maybe like kind of pseudo cliffhangers, right? Mm -hmm. But it keep it keeps drawing you in. You want to watch the next episode, Right. right? To see what happens. Well, it's that it's that bait. You know, they baited the hook. Mm-hmm. You, you 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 know you bit right into it. They must they must have used a big ass hook. I ain't a small person. <laughs> Fuck. <So. laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, I'd have to give it up. Honestly, perfect. I really enjoyed the show a lot. Alan Richardson okay. played a really really good um, reacher. I hope Amazon does a season two. Like I said, I didn't read they any are. of the books. They are. So whatever the adaption they choose to do, mm-hmm. you know, I know it may not maybe align people like who you guys have read the books, right? But I just hope it still has that same energy that Alan Richardson put into season one. And I hope it doesn't fall into the whole like the sequel tra- tragedy that a lot of either uh, TV shows or movies fall under. Because it seems like they put so much, so much into either like the first movie or the first season, or sometimes maybe the first two seasons, depending on the mm-hmm. show, right? And then as as time goes on, the either the the sequel movies or the sequel TV shows, they kind of just start falling off. 
Yeah, but no. Sean, <laughs> curious. I want to pick your brain. What show? Mentioning based off of what JB said, are there any shows that come to mind for you that fell into that trap that you like really love the first season, but then like seasons two and subsequent seasons were just like, yeah, no, I I have to like say no, you know, as much as it hurts me. Oh, this is, oh, there's like a, a countless number of shows like, like, and it's not just that shows that happened were like Heroes, for example. Mm, the, show, the first season, okay. the first season's fantastic. Yes. Mm-hmm. The season finale for this, for that first season is like, oh man, this is great, but I don't like how this has ended. But hopefully, in season two, things will pick up. And I'll say, in their defense, they had a writer strike to deal with, which literally cut their season in half without yeah. them being able to do any rewrites. So I'll give it to them for that. A lot uh, of shows uh, were hit with that strike, if I'm not oh, mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. Shows, yeah, shows and movies. Like speaking mm-hmm. of sequels, Quantum of Solace for my James Bond fans. Mm. Like <clears throat> the the fact that all the Daniel Craig movies are all interconnected was a necessity built upon Quantum of Solace because they couldn't do rewrites thanks to the writer's strike. Right. So all the stuff that was all the stuff that was there connecting it to make it a direct sequel were things that could never really phase or take out thanks to the writer's strike. Uh season three of Arrow. Like, oh, like I, I can tell you, I can tell you exactly when it when it dropped off. It was right after the winter break, after the fight with Ra's al Ghul when they came mm-hmm. back, and the lackluster excuse they gave for Oliver surviving after falling off that mountain. That's like, oh, okay, this is where it's starting to go downhill from here. Uh, just, like, like I said, there's like a whole bunch I have, so like, don't just let me just. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, time. you, you know, it's funny. You actually reminded me of certain shows like Arrow, for instance, and Heroes. Right, funny enough, two hero-based shows. I completely forgot about Arrow, and I was like, "Yeah, that's right." Seasons one and two, I, I actually really enjoyed. With you know, I think, um, what's his name? Uh, Manuel Bennett was that was his name? Uh, uh, Manu Bennett. Uh, Manu good old Bennett. Crick, yeah, the undefeated Gaul Crixus himself. Yes. Yeah, I I thought his portrayal of uh, Dead uh, Wow Deathstroke, almost said Deadpool. Wow, uh, Deathstroke was actually pretty good, and I actually really enjoyed it. And, to, and then there were some parts of it already that I didn't really like, like the love triangle between him and the I forgot the Asian girl's name. Uh, her father, Shadow. Was, Shadow, and her father was the one who invented the Mitakiru, uh serum and all that. Oh yeah, because because that was still in the first the, when they were when they were still going by that weird small little rule of we can't acknowledge all the superhero stuff going on, and we can't really let the things be as comic booky as we, as I imagine the writers wanted. I, well, actually, no, that was a speaking of WB just being. Just having the wrong takes whenever whenever possible. It's hey, let's make the superhero show, but leave out all the superpowers, superheroes of most of the side characters. Yeah, but I mean, was didn't they also do that? Didn't they also have that rule about Batman? If Batman had a major movie coming out, there could be no mention of Batman in their CW shows or some something. Like oh that no, because... it wasn't even if, it, if he had the movie coming out. It's as long as we have movies movies that we can do in the pipeline, he will not be appearing or <sighs> mentioned. That that's is so like, stupid. Why? That's that why doesn't it, make that, sense though. Just, that that's a question. That's a question I asked myself for years. That's why. That's why you never officially got the Joker in Gotham. Speaking of other shows that fell off after like the first or second season, yeah. Like, no matter how much he looked like the Joker or acted like the Joker or said his name might be close to Joker, you would never. You'll never. You could literally be New Fifty Two face cut off, stretch smile Joker, but he can't be the Joker, which he literally was. <laughs> He yeah. literally was that that quote iteration of the Joker, but wasn't at the same exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. Cal Kestis couldn't say his name. That's why. Yeah. All because some executive said, "Look, we might, even though Dark Knight was like, like six years prior, we might make another one. Or hey, Suicide Squad's coming out, and the Joker's in that, so you can't do it again. Oh hey, we might make another one. So no, you can't bring him up again. That is so. That's a character that needs to be sidelined for a little while. 
put the Joker away for a little bit and then, you know. Yeah. Give us some other villains, which is why I was happy with the Batman. You know, it does have its faults, obviously. Um, more of it being like a little half hour too long. Um, it's... But give us some villains that we, we don't see normally on the silver screen and are usually reserved for Batman's animated rogues gallery as opposed to Ooh. his film rogues gallery. That's, that's, that's all. Like, just give, just give me, because... And I feel like I, I mentioned this before. I, I mentioned this before, or I might just been in private. Or just, oh hey, this guy says he wants to do Mr. Freeze. I'm like, oh, if you can get a serious Mr. Freeze, I'd be so happy. Yeah, That's Alan it. Richardson. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, let's, hey, let's be fair. For a guy who's supposed to be a, a scientist who doesn't feel emotion, this guy is pretty jacked, and he, he doesn't work does out. So how do you the, that? Maybe at least the physical role and the whole, not you know, he talks throughout the series, but. If they did, just CG to see it over him. That'll explain why he's so tall. If, yeah. if they actually did do that, they would have to throw in a line from Batman and Robin as like an Easter egg to Arnold Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh my God, that's right. Because in Batman and Robin, the reason how they explain why Mr. Freeze is Arnold Schwarzenegger is that, oh no, he's an, he was an Olympic decathlete gold medalist before he became a scientist. Scientist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh man, I, I don't know if Alan would even want to do that because um, he was recently killed off in the Titan show. Well, I would say, you know what? Good for him. He, he's he's better off. No, no, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. I think he might be. Uh, I mean, he's had bad luck with superheroes in general. Like in the podcast with Michael Rosenbaum, uh, he discussed about how like he was supposed to be Aquaman, and they literally got rid of him because the guy had a bigger presence. Exactly. And I was like, "Wow, that's gonna suck." I mean, I know it's Hollywood, and they're they're obviously gonna do that, but man, that still sucks. You know, it's like yeah, we're that about... is like that is like old school, early two thousand CW, mm-hmm. where where they weren't caring about the demographics so much as what are the teen girls into. That's all we care about. Was that CW or was that WB still? Did the no, back the... then it was WB. No, because so I because yeah, they did ahead. the merger, but then yeah. again, that's because Smallville lasted for so long. Correct. So, yeah. It could have been that in that weird next play, but still, that was still their mindset until, like the like I feel like it wasn't until like around Arrow when they finally started. You know, what? let's start trying to get hit all the metrics as opposed to just the one. Yeah, let's let's get some superheroes in here that are a little you know that aren't the typical ones that we've seen already. Because I mean, they went with Green Arrow, and I know Green Arrow was in Smallville, but that wasn't necessarily at least I'm not a, a well versed <clears> in <throat> DC comics as much as I was Marvel when I was following Marvel. But Green Arrow was never really a big solo character. He yeah, was like always he, like, paired off with thing, someone. Yeah, his big thing was with him and, and Hal Jordan, Green Lantern. That yeah, was their big exactly. song in the 70s. Uh, with the but, whole thing with Speedy being addicted to heroin, yeah, I think, right? Right. Yeah. But their thing is, and that's it's all like DV, like WBTV in the movies, it's whenever they couldn't use Batman, they just they just got like, you know, control, found, replace Batman with Green Arrow. Necessary. Because in the comics, it's the running joke that Oliver Queen ripped off Batman with a lot of it's like, he had like Batman had the Batmobile. He had the Arrow car. Mm. Uh, he had the Arrow cave. He had the gadgets in his arrows, like how Batman has his utility belt. Right. And in the comics, it's a joke because oh hey, it's funny because that was the, that was the, the edict at the time when he was created. Like oh no, we need someone who's Batman like to inspire to get these kids to read these comics. So that's where the joke was. But these executives took it seriously. <laughs> like, oh no, so he okay. has to. So, because in the comics, like you know, if you if you ever get a chance, no, Oliver Queen, while he can be serious, he's more of a jokey. Kind of, he's closer to what Marvel does with like characters like Hawkeye and stuff. Like, oh no, he he quips and he does jokes, and you know, even though he's he can be serious, things aren't going to be so. It's not so grim with him, right? Except, he's, 
he's kind of like the Robin Hood version of Robin Hood Men in Tights. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like if you get like Carrie Elwes in that movie is Green Arrow. Exactly. <laughs> but great. not British. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, why not? Let's let fuck it. <laughs> I mean, fuck if it were up to me, if it were up to me, <clears throat> if I were in charge in Hollywood, oh hey. Benedict Cumberbatch, you can just be you can be a British guy who lives in New York. You don't have to try and fake the accent, man. It's fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, stuff I, like that. Like, make make my Green Arrow British. If that guy, if that British guy can pull it off, go on. Keep that Yorkshire accent. I'll be I'll be happy to hear it. I think Benedict Cumberbatch is a is a great actor. Sherlock is one of my favorite adaptations of that character. In Speaking contem- of series that kind of fall off after. Oh yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong at all. That Moffat, it was kind of like that moment where like Moffat had his a- head up his ass, right? Like he kind of did with Doctor Who. And if he clenched his butthole any bit, he would have probably decapitated himself. <laughs> <laughs> Don't but, worry. It's your sister you never knew you had who's been in prison the entire time. Yeah, who was exactly. secretly behind everything in season two, even though you didn't know this. Yeah, and the person that we killed, that we were supposed to kill off, because that's what happens in the story, right, isn't actually dead. Because Sherlock faked his death to work with MI6 so he can save her from quasi Middle Eastern terrorists. Don't they worry, they, they're wearing they, they, they're wearing like head garbs with scimitars. So what? So you know, you know it's the Middle East. Don't worry, don't ask where it is. Though. Yeah, it's like it's like that part of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle you decided to keep the racist part. What? No. <laughs> also, if you really want to check the timeline, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, you were supposed to be following him over this entire year, which means at no point was there enough time for him to have. Gotten on a plane, flown to the Middle East, rescued his woman, flown back before Christmas, and then pretended like nothing ever happened. Yeah, pretty much. Especially when you, especially when the roommate who lives in your studio apartment never misses you, because <laughs> he doesn't have a job. <laughs> oh man, that that show. <laughs> but anyway, uh, yeah, that's something I would I wouldn't really criticize hardly if Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch. Um, <clears throat> actually spoke with an English accent because his American accent is, in my opinion, trash. But that's me. I feel I feel like it depends on the role. Like I hear that movie he got nominated for the Oscar for is pretty good, and I Which heard no complaints. The was it the Power of the Dog? It was that movie that Sam Elliott got mad about because a woman dared to make a western or something. I don't know what the deal was. I don't. Really, I didn't really. I knew. Like I never even heard of this movie. Yeah, like, evidently, like, he got nominated for the Oscar. Like, he was not... See, you don't hear about it because Will Smith decided to do things that you guys talked about in a different po- in an earlier podcast, ladies and gentlemen. But Power he was nominated. Dog, is that what it's called? Yeah. Oh, it's on I heard, I heard no complaints about his accent then. Oh, okay. So I imagine maybe being in a... Be, being a, in a what, sound like he, he sounds like he's in the Western. That's where it works. Maybe. Maybe, because he did have, kind of had... He did have, like, a Midwestern, almost kind of like a... Like a like a Wisconsin esque accent, and that's why because it took place in New York, it kind of threw me off. Maybe he doesn't sound like a guy who's from Long Island. Yeah. No, definitely, not. <laughs> definitely not. Forget about it. No, that's Brooklyn. Never mind. Um, like at um, least if he did the Brooklyn accent, I would like. Oh, like he tried. He he got he got close. <laughs> he hit okay. one of the boroughs. Okay, I'll have to take a look at this film then. Power of the Dog. It looks interesting. Seventy <clears throat> eighth. At his world premiere at the Venice Film Festival. Okay, cool. Um, but speaking of source material, uh, <laughs> and I know I made a joke earlier in our signal chat. Um, that joke was somewhat grounded in truth, though, because I, 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 while I was working on some stuff at work today, right? <clears throat> I, in the background, I, I tend to put stuff on. So, you know, the day is not, I'm not just staring at a screen all the time. I have right. something to like leave <clears throat> my eyes from. Um, 
or towards rather. And one of it was the Sonic the Hedgehog two movie, right? And it's on it's on epics. So I decided, yeah, I decided to put it on and on in the background. And then I did a little research, and it turns out Idris Alba actually did research into his role to play Knuckles. I kid you not, that's what he said. <laughs> and it's 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 on it's it's hilarious because because I remember just not too long ago an article came out from I think Bounding into Comics or ComicBookMovie.com or one of those guys, right? Where Rupert Friend goes on record to state that he did no research to play the Grand Inquisitor, and he didn't watch Rebels because he wanted to approach the character from a fresh perspective i'm like what <laughs> that's pretty I much mean, like saying oh i'm gonna i want to be an actor here you are you're in this total triple a hollywood movie that you have no experience from okay cool that's kind of what it sounds like i think you should doing the research like ibris out um ibris said for knuckles i haven't seen the sonic i haven't seen neither by the way but you guys they're fun they're fun are they're they good yeah. i i Vishon, what did you think of them Oh no, I haven't seen Sonic Two yet. Oh, like, I, I haven't seen any of them. I just like I like I like it's a thing. Like man, I gotta go out there and see it. But then I didn't get you. You guys know what I chose to see instead because I just I was oh, I was off by a day. You took one for the team. Yeah, I took one for the team. I didn't know you went to go see Thirty Seconds to Mars. You should have told me. <laughs> <laughs> I used to go back to playing music. Wait, <laughs> I thought that. Wait, I thought that. Was, I thought no. I thought he was in Mars Volta. Uh, <laughs> no legit what band was with was leto in no that's, no, that's, that's 30, 30 seconds of mars. mars yeah oh i thought it was mars volta my mm. bad I, mm. mars in the name i got confused <laughs> you didn't say mars bar or the martian so you're fine don't worry yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> i know my emo <sighs> music <laughs> but what were you about to say sean about rupert friend uh not watching rebels like i would say like there's there's certain times where that approach can work like yeah. Matt, Matt, Matt Smith, for example, family said he wasn't familiar with Doctor Who at all when he started filming, and then as you know, as he's like, he gets to be more familiar with it. Like so, like yeah, if you could, like the whole fresh perspective thing works in some occasions, mm-hmm. but when it, I feel like when it comes to like certain, like it, like certain properties, even if you're not familiar with it, if you want to have your own take on it, I would say at the very least you should like read up on what this guy has done or what happened. So if you want to have your own pers- like your own take on the guy, like. Have your own take on how this guy's reacting, but you know what's going on versus I'm coming in blind and I'm I'm actively not going to look into what he's doing to make sure this works. See, I, <clears throat> fresh perspective, it, it's it, it works like when you were saying mentioning with Doctor Who, because each iteration of the Doctor has its own personality. It's something someone can bring fresh, while you know, uh, maybe highlight like what David Tennant did, um, or in your in the case of Matt Smith, you know, they did their own thing while also. Um, playing nods to other doctors that may have had similar personalities or their personal favorite doctors like Tennant did. Um, but when it comes to a character like the Inquisitor, there is no, quote, other interpretation of the character because that character is supposed to be a certain way as right. it was defined in the previous medium. So when someone who's playing the role says, no, I'm not going to I, I'm not going to watch it because I want to bring a fresh perspective to it. It's it's a little troubling because you are the fans at least are expecting the Inquisitor. Now they already dropped the ball so far as far as I can see with the makeup, right with the Utapos. Oh God! Yeah, the makeup. Oh, yeah, because uh, yeah, we because yeah. I know we spoke about it in Signal Chat. Of, yeah. Like I understand there's certain things like because of the artistic style of Clone Wars and Rebels, the people like for the Count Duke was a grand example. Like, Dooku in Clone Wars doesn't look like Dooku. It doesn't look like Christopher Lee at all. No. But he has still, like, there's still the signifiers of who this guy is, where you can tell this is who this is supposed to be. 
But he did voice him, didn't he? Though. Uh no, it was. No? Oh, damn, I'm blanking on who the, who the no in the movie he like in the Clone Wars movie he did. Okay, okay, but not in the series proper. Okay, I was I was wondering because I remember wasn't there because oh man I remember the voice acting for for Clone Wars towards the end kind of got a little loopy because they went from having the same voice actor for every season for for Palpatine and then all of a sudden they got Tim Curry. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and I, I was like, like you get Tim Curry, you should get Tim Curry. Yeah, but that it was just such a departure. I'm like, whoa, <laughs> like you noticed the difference. <laughs> there was like no subtlety to it whatsoever. <laughs> Hang on a second. I didn't know Frankenfurter was here. No, no anyway. <laughs> but, but, uh, <laughs> but, for example, like the, because I, because I just did a quick Google search on the name just now. Does mm-hmm. it the Pawan, the Powan? I'm sorry, Star Wars fans. I, I may watch the movies and shows. I can't pronounce names or words because they're all made up. Know. But anyway, but if you remember in Episode Three, uh, Udapal when Obi Wan goes there, you see who they look like, and they're not gonna. They don't look like the Inquisitor on the show. But you could t- they still have those signifiers, the markings, exactly the, the, the tattoos. Which, when they but when they translated it back, they left out a whole bunch of this. Yeah, like of course he's not going to be that weird, the same angular shape like the Inquisitor. But all he has is like the red lines on his face, and then that's all that's left. Like what happened to the what happened to the weird alien teeth and the weird ridges? Yeah, exactly. And it's just we put a ball cap on this guy, or not? Because yeah, I know. yeah, his I mean, head. I mean. Also, the fact I think just because of who they casted, his head's kind of big. <laughs> I mean, like, I, like if you if you saw that other um, that other Hitman movie they made with where he played Agent Forty Seven, it's like, oh yeah, oh, I, I, I don't think that was that's not prosthetics. That's just that's just cheap. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I could have seen like looking at a picture at him, they could have easily done a prosthetic to to give him. It doesn't. It, they could have even done what the they did with Ahsoka. Like I know some fans were upset that Ahsoka's head like the head part was right. not as large as it was in um, uh, Rebels, but, you know, they had to compromise for her doing stunts and her right. moving around a lightsaber. So I can understand that. They could have done the same thing with uh, the Grand Inquisitor. Granted, the show's not out until another two days, but I would like to think that they aren't giving us a trailer from, like, the beginning of production as opposed to the end of production. But yeah. who knows? And to be, let's be frank. If they really wanted to... They could CG that up a bit to fix it, to fix it in post. I mean, they're not afraid to do CG. They like most of their Marvel movies are CG nowadays, practically half the time. Did you? Uh, this is kind of not off-putting, um, but kind of off-topic. There was a meme where it shows the Incredible Hulk from the 2008 movie, and the scene mm-hmm. of the Incredible and the and the visuals of the Incredible Hulk from now, and it, and the meme is like, oh shit, go back, go back. Oh, supposedly, yeah, it's in how, regards to She-Hulk. She-Hulk huh? was the yeah. She-Hulk, yeah. No, not even She-Hulk. Just uh, Bruce no, Banner it, it, and Hulk. It, oh, I thought it was. The yeah, it was just the way that they portrayed the CGI in the 2008 movie. There's the memes are, it it looks a lot better in the mm-hmm. 2008 movies than um, the Incredible Hulk in, that's going to be in the She-Hulk uh, series. So, which I don't I honestly feel like I don't think that's a fair comparison. Because There's just it's just a back, meme yeah. going around that people yeah. are saying that all oh, that looks that it looks uh, terrible, kind of. I thing. mean, that's that's I just always chalk this up. Here's here's the fanboy rage of oh man, she doesn't look as exactly as I want her to right now. So it's all, all of this. Not only is it it garbage, but all the Marvel stuff is garbage. Like like, dude, you can relax. Well, I mean, nothing will ever <laughs> beat Daredevil seasons one and two. You know, <laughs> nothing. But like, it <laughs> took like, remember how, remember how long it took him to get Hulk right the first time. Because, like, oh, remember, 2008 was so great. Remember 2004? 
when we got it the first time. Yeah. Remember how long? Remember how long it took you to fix for them to fix that? Fix it afterwards. Yeah. You're gonna want to give it some time, dude. She Hulk is not gonna look until She Hulk shows it in a movie. She's not gonna look fantastic. Also, it's when's the series coming out? Like uh, next, like next month. Uh, I think it's gonna be like after Obi Wan ends. That's Disney and Marvel do such a bad job at letting me give them the benefit of the doubt because I like to think like, <sighs> oh, this is a because I've seen other companies do this before where they release a trailer and it's pretty much like the early stages of post production where they haven't really hammered out all the fine details. But when someone tells me a show's like a month out, I'm like, yeah, that's got to be as close to post production as that is because like, no way, like you know that they're gonna be waiting last minute. I mean, they could, but highly unlikely it's it's kind of like a mcdonald's commercial it's like oh here's this new quarter pounder and you get it it's like flat as a hockey oh puck. okay yeah. all right in their def- okay in disney's defense which i'll give them this one time it's going to be in august so they technically have like three months to, to try and fix this that that generally speaking could be enough time to touch it off because i i agree i don't like how it looks because the cgi just looks really bad like I, nothing about the writing or the actresses or actors that they have in the film just or in the show. Just the CGI looks really shocking for what they've delivered in other Marvel things. Like, I've only seen bits and pieces of Moon Knight, but the CGI in Moon Knight looked a hell of a lot better than what I saw for She-Hulk. Uh, the, I'll be honest. Like, the, the, the CGI in Moon Knight, mm-hmm. it gets dodgy at times, especially it with does? the cape. It okay. gets a bit... Because of, oh, hey, here's the, here's the hero shots they want to hit. And sometimes it doesn't quite translate the way they want it to. Mm. But that I feel like it's it's again it's the limitations of TV but of their TV budgets they're having because they don't have the hundreds of millions of dollars like they normally do they put they're capping them off with like what 30, 40 million or something it's like to get this series done it's... and I keep I keep saying look until they get a movie going where they're gonna show up you're not gonna get the fully realized fully fantastical whatever they want to do with these people so they gotta lean on everything else. Uh, I'm out of the Marvel game. Like I said, I it topped like my favorite Marvel show still is Daredevil. I think that's my personal favorite. Oh so. yeah, no Daredevil's what Daredevil season one. I'll and I'll I'll come back to Daredevil season three. Daredevil season three did a lot to fix it, but like season two and really all this I'm all the stuff that um what's his face did all the stuff that uh, Iron Fist ruined with his presence. <laughs> Wait, Dared, season two didn't have Iron Fist. Did it? No, no, but but no. Remember, but season three came out after both, but both of the Iron Fist seasons and oh, Defenders. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. No, I, I personally like seasons one and two. Three was kind of a little off for me. I was, huh. I was the reverse for that one. Yeah, I like the first half of season two where it's everything with the Punisher. But once it focused, once it shifted from the Punisher being the antagonist to the hand, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, it's, it's yeah, I again, I, I like seasons, I like seasons one and two because I, my favorite line arc for. Daredevil was the Frank Miller arc, um, and I like I like parts of season three because season three did touch upon that arc as well. And that, right. when it started deviating from it, that's when I was like, eh, not so much a fan anymore. Uh well, well Disney announced they're bringing Daredevil back for a new Disney Plus series, so you guys will have to let me know. <laughs> I'll say like, I'll say fingers crossed they'll even them, so yeah they're, yeah they're not gonna go, I doubt they're gonna make them TV MA again, oh, but no. you're gonna hope they can. That's the reason why they're like, doing it because. You know, uh, parents were uh, complaining. Oh, why would you have these violent uh, TV shows on Disney Plus? And my me? thing is, dude, look, like Disney, like this is one of the times where Disney should put their foot down and say, "No, we forewarned you all what we're doing. 
you can't get mad that we're doing the thing we told you we're doing. <laughs> There's a yeah. warning on the app, and it says, hey, so there are certain shows that are, you know, quote-unquote, that have more action, more, like, violence in uh, there. And there's actually a section, too, where you can just do Disney, like a kid could yeah. create their account, and it will just show the one, the movies and the TV shows that are very, you know, towards kid-friendly. But, but, JB, you have to understand, that would take effort. That would have to take, shall we say, parenting. Ah, the thing yeah, that gotcha. And, 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 and I feel like I, mean, I don't know if that's a if that could be a Nia Knight thing. Like, okay, be a parent when it comes to the stuff we're talking about. I don't about, think parents are listening TV, to our show. Be a <laughs> if they well, are, well, well, I hope no kids are listening to this. Oh yeah, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope that no. We just tried some really awful stuff in, in, in the Reacher. What's going on in Reacher? Yeah, it's like, like mom, mom, I want to watch Reacher. Why? Well, I heard on this podcast, Nia Knights. Like, what the fuck? Wait, what? I don't know. Right? I want to see the part where he put the thumb in the guy's eye. <laughs> What's Doom Eternal? <laughs> Dad, what's meth? And why does that guy have the crowbar have it? Hey, Dad, what's Alabama? No. <laughs> He's like, oh, it's very mad, your mother. At a Maytag repair store. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm crying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, just, they, man, they forget that you know, Anakin Skywalker does, you know, quote unquote, take out younglings, and that meme still hasn't aged. Oh God, like in dark. Oh no, yeah. oh no, because I, because I rewatched it again. Because I, re like, I, when I was re to, to make my argument for the Grand Inquisitor, why things don't look the same they do. I, I looked at the scene afterwards and Yoda and Obi Wan go to the temple. Oh no, they have the video of it happening, but you don't see it, but he sees it. And they also have him showing Maze Winu getting dropped because apparently they had a, a video camera in his office too. Like, oh no, they know what's going on. Oh, in Clone like, Wars, the Clone Wars, they show it too. Yeah. At, in the final season, uh, <sighs> when it happens, they actually show. Oh no, not, not Clone Wars, sorry. Um, uh, Mandalorian? Was it Mandalorian? Right? No. Was it Mandalorian or was it uh? Bo Sorry, no, Mandalorian season no, two point five. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Boba Fett. Yeah, yeah when they show yeah. from Grogu what he saw. Yeah, the Mandalorian, the baby Yoda show, not the book, not the book of Boba Fett. It was the book of the Mandalorian. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> that I feel like it's a whole other podcast. Oh, it definitely is. That show had so much potential. So much potential. They tried. They tried to be like the Power Rangers. You saw right in the beginning. Everyone's on their little like, like little motor scooters yes. in different colors. And I was like, "Don't disrespect Power Rangers." Fennec Shan, we need your help. We need to find. You need to find a group of teens with attitude and <laughs> robot parts. Yeah. Hold on. I feel like they're being accused of uh, fraud. No. I'm uh, oh, oh man! Oh. I said accused. This the, the Austin uh... Saint, Austin Saint John, right? That's his name. Yeah, Austin. Yeah. Saint Austin Saint John. John. That's his acting name. Actually, his actual yeah. name is like Geiger or something. Um, Lawrence Geiger or something. He pleaded that not sounds, guilty. But that sounds like a villain. That's a villainous name. That's like, I see why you changed it. Yeah. <laughs> Lawrence Geiger is the guy that Reacher's going to investigate because of the money learning scheme. <laughs> yes. He's the actual one who uh, committed uh, fraud. No, uh, <laughs> no that's uh, not the same. That's the same. Allegedly, and all, allegedly, yeah. No, but he also pleaded power... not guilty. He pleaded mm -hmm. not guilty. Yeah. So, yeah. So... And as a Power Rangers fan, you kind of hope that you know he might be found innocent because 
if you if you start if you start digging into the news of what's going on with people in power, just yeah, there's a lot of there's a dark history there. Yeah, yeah, there's a dark history there. Yeah, I hope he is. Trust me, murders and suicides and anything in between. Yeah, yeah, trust me. Exactly. When I found out that day that you know supposedly of what he of what he was doing, uh, there's a lot of memes, and I'm like, man, you guys are either just being trolls. Or like you're like a fake fandom because as soon as someone, you know, God forbid, does something wrong, not everybody hates him. And mind you, this was way before he uh, pleaded that he uh, not guilty, right? Well, see, so I, I'm like, my, wow, you guys are fake fans. I think a safe philosophy that I try to live by, right, is as soon as one of these allegations or anything comes out of fraud or what, misconduct of, of any kind, wait till an investigation happens and assume innocent until proven guilty. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, but that takes that takes a lot of uh, cognitive reasoning that people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I want to be outraged now. <laughs> I want to be vindicated now. <laughs> oh man, oh, this is a good place to cut it off for tonight. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Sorry, you good there? Still choked up, still choked up over JB with Alabama. Just huh? before he before he tries to kill me again, maybe. Sweet. <laughs> a lot of familial memories there. No. Oh, oh God, no, no, my at two, at two, my sorry. <laughs> I was gonna make a joke about something about a yearbook and Tinder or something. I don't know. Oh, I'm glad it didn't come together. Yeah, no. Nah. <laughs> I mean, you might as well say it. Family, reunion, it. family reunions and speed oh. dating in Alabama. Oh, anyway. uh, <laughs> I feel oh, like okay. they don't use Tinder. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's let's go <laughs> here. All right. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Neon Knights FM. I've been your host, Michael DeLeon. Uh, joining me today, we had the peach pie enthusiast known as Vash. All right. Good night, everybody. I'm going to call one of my cousins. I mean, nothing. Uh, I'm right here. Why are you calling? The fuck? <laughs> We've also had Supreme Primordial, God Ultra Mega Super Master Big Daddy, who's also a part of the Belle Delphine Legion of Simps. Yes. Also Have a good team. night. <laughs> yeah. And Same if you've up. enjoyed tonight's episode, please leave a rating and review on the podcast platform of your choice. And to stay up to date with everything Neon Knights, Eternal Champions, or other shows we may have in the pipeline, follow us at Neon Knights Productions on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And as always, until next time, stay golden. <laughs>